Thank you for joining us. God loves his children. He protects, provides, guides, forgives, and so much more. Therefore, he deserves our trust, praise, glory, honor, obedience, and so much more. Yet we often grieve our Lord by turning from him to do things our way rather than turn to him in obedience. And what does God do? He gives us what we don't deserve, his love, grace, and mercy. He continues to teach and develop us, and he is always available to us. The question is, when will we always be available to him? Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. The same God who kept Daniel in the lion's den and the backs of lions became Daniel's pillow is able to keep Jonah in the belly of a great fish. The same God who kept the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace and Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ, stepped in and cooled the flames is able to keep Jonah in the belly of a great fish. Almighty God creates life at conception and is able to keep a baby in the womb of his mother for nine long months and that baby come out kicking and screaming. I tell you today, God is able to keep Jonah in the belly of a great fish three days and three nights because with God, all things are possible. How many of you believe that? With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Is there anyone here who believes God with me and knows without a doubt that with God, all things are possible? In closing, I want to share some inescapable realities in Jonah's life. You say, in closing already? You must mean to take your temperature. (laughs) In closing, I want to share some inescapable realities in Jonah's life that we can live on. Number one, Jonah could not run from God who is everywhere present and neither can you. Jonah could not run from God who is everywhere present and neither can you. You say, where can you find that? In the book of Psalms, 139 verses 7 through 10, it says, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, And dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand will lead me. And your right hand shall hold me. That's an inescapable reality. You cannot run from a God that is everywhere present. Number two. One way or another, God will get his way. Did you hear what I just said? One way or another. He talking about you, I'm going to get my way. Oh, no, you won't. Not when you're messing with God. One way or another, God will get his way. As in the case of Jonah, he knows how to frustrate your plans to get you where he wants you to be. God rules and overrules. 
He is the supreme, all-wise, everlasting God who always gets his way. Jonah chapter 1 verse 14 C says, For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. God is going to do that which pleases him, my friend, be it known to you today. Number three, if you refuse to believe and obey Christ, you are wasting your life. It doesn't matter what you accomplish. You can have big houses, nice job, nice looking car, nice clothes, nice everything. You can go wherever you want to go. But you have, you say, I haven't wasted my life. Look at all this stuff. Before God, that means absolutely nothing. The scripture says, what does it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? You can have your lassie in your house. You're going to have uh, whatever you call your dog, little mootsie, cootsie. You know, you have jewelry in your house. You can have designer glasses, designer shoes, designer bees, designer ties, and bust hell wide open. If you refuse to believe and obey Christ, you are wasting your life. And when it comes to die, you have wasted your life. Luke eleven twenty eight says, he replied, bless rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. You are blessed for reading the word and obeying the word. Now, some of you are good listeners to the sermon, but then you can't take the sermon and execute it. Some of you can take a card, but you don't take the card and put it in the hands of someone who is lost or unchurched. You see? So, so it's not just about hearing, it's about the execution of the word. Number four, you waste your life if you do not get your total satisfaction from Christ alone. You waste your life if you do not get your total satisfaction from Christ alone. Um, so many seek personal gratification from eating at certain restaurants. They love eat, eat, and they eat to, they live to eat. They just eat themselves to death. Some folk, they drink, they drink their alcohol and drink their whiskey and drink this and drink fat and they just and overindulge. Some folk, is drugs. They drug themselves to death. Even legalized drugs. Even legalized marijuana. Listen, the country is legalizing a whole lot of stuff that's breaking the hearts of God. They've legalized same-sex marriage. You think God is happy with that? Just because the laws of the land legalize sin, well, you can get, uh, it's medicinal. It's medicinal. Well, you can get, a, you, you, you can get uh, help another way. You just don't want that help. Because you want it through marijuana. Your mind made up. It's, more, it's bigger than marijuana. It's called rebellion. I got quite a guy. Amen, lights. This country is legalizing a whole lot of stuff that's breaking the hearts of God. They can legalize it all they want. But if it's driving folk crazy, I don't. Listen, this way, it's legal. I don't want to be driving and having another person on marijuana legally coming toward me in their car. How about you? 
I, I don't I don't want that. <laughs> no, no, no. Drugs, music. You cut this music down. It's too loud in these restaurants. I can hear my wife talk. We got to yell at one. Honey, uh, huh? I can't hear. It's loud. Some of y'all like loud music. You know what I mean, and then the cars come next to you, and your car's shaking from their music. I said, "Ooh, they're giving me the jitters." Entertain themselves to death. Video gaming, social media. Uh, some get their satisfaction from relationships. They're so happy when they're around people, certain people, and that brings them satisfaction. And when you, they don't show up and can't come through, they are absolutely miserable. Their, their lives are wrapped up around relationships. They're closer to people than they are God. Some people, it's a life of pornography, and it's an epidemic proportion even in our children. Men are on pornography. Women on pornography. Christians on pornography. The young and the old on pornography. And when you get that stuff down in the fire of your soul, it is hard to get rid of that stuff without a fight and without help. Shopping and pleasure. Nothing wrong with it, but it can... It can take advantage of you if it's not in control. Psalms 37.4, I love one of my favorite passages. Psalms 37.4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Did you get that? Now that is a scripture worth writing down. You need to memorize it. Look at that. Delight yourself in whom? The Lord. Not people. No, not, 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 not the view. Y'all finally caught it. No, 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 no. Not America got talent. Not all this stuff. What's that show? Where they, they, the, not America's Funniest Videos. I don't know. Y'all see y'all look at that stuff. All, some of this stuff, I can't call the shows because these, these shows I can't even look at. I, it's just too much for me. But delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Many in life end up with blasted hopes and shattered dreams because they delight in people and things that bring only temporary fulfillment. But if you pursue God and enjoy your relationship with him, he will give you the desires of your heart because you only ask that which is according to his will. You say, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That means I can ask for anything I want. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. When you're full of God, and full of the word and full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to ask for things that are according to his word and according to his will. Number five, a rebellious, self-centered life is a wasted life. A rebellious, self-centered life is a wasted life. Jonah was wasting his life when he was running from God. A rebellious, self-centered life is a wasted life. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, underline this, let him deny himself. You will not be on the right path in life if you're full of yourself. If you have to have it your way. If you are just selfish by nature. Let him deny himself or herself and take up the up his cross and follow me. Someone said that when your life is wrapped around yourself, it makes for a very small package. When your life is wrapped around yourself, it makes for a very, very small 
package. The Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 30 says, He must increase, God must increase, but I must decrease. Me, I must, my selfishness, my ways must decrease. A sure sign of spiritual maturity is when there is a continual decreasing of yourself. That's a sign that you're maturing in Christ. A sure sign of spiritual maturity is when there is a continual decreasing of yourself and more of Christ emanating from your life. A decreasing, a continual decreasing of yourself and an increasing of Christ in your life. Number six, a wasted life is to die without a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. A wasted life is to die without a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen at these powerful scriptures. Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You, you die without Christ, you will perish. You didn't get all the good works you've done, that's not sufficient. Without Christ, you will perish. The Gospel of John chapter 8, verses 23 and 24 also says, And he said to them, You are from beneath, I am from above. In other words, he says, I'm from heaven. You are of this world, I'm not of this world. Verse 24, therefore I said to you, this is Jesus speaking, that you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am he. He who? That, that I am God. That I am Christ incarnate. That I am the son of God. Came down as the bread of life. You don't believe that I am God. You will die in your sins. A wasted life is to die without a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why I preach so hard. If you go to hell from Maranatha, my heart will be most grieved, but it's nothing I can do for you. You sit here, what did you do? You have to take these messages, internalize these messages, and act on these messages and stop procrastinating as if you got 40 more years of life in you. That's a devil's deception. It's a devil's lie. If you knew that you were going to be dead by midnight tonight, you'd run up here to the altar during the invitation. Number seven, you will never know the immense spiritual value the church brings in your life unless you connect with a local church assembly. Unless you become a member of a local church assembly, not just an attendee. But you love the church enough to actually become a member of that church, being actively involved in that in that church. There's a thing going on now that that, that, that people are calling themselves church attendees. And when they're church attendees without membership, they show up and they give and they fellowship and they participate. But they're not members. You know why they're not members? They don't want accountability. They don't want church discipline. They kind of want it both ways. But you don't get into sales without membership. You don't get through Trinity University without registering and meeting the qualifying uh, uh, things you have to do to get in that school. You don't just, you can't get anywhere nowadays unless you qualify. 
That's right. You want to be a triple A. You got to become a member. You got to pay. You don't say whosoever will let him come. You got to sign, you got to sign up. So I want to be part of triple A. Well, you put your money where it is and you become a member. Amen. But you come in here, sit and leave and be just this comfortable. And I would just wonder why does it not bother you spiritually to not become a member of a healthy, well-balanced Bible teaching church that you can grow and connect with. The church, you say, why do I become a, a member? The church is a place of refuge. It's a safe place. In the midst of a world that's chaotic, in the midst of a, a polarized society, the church is a safe place. It's a refuge. It's a place of healing. There are people who come in sick and leave well. There are people who come in disturbed and then their hearts are set at ease. There are people who are downtrodden and all of a sudden their burdens have been lifted. It's a place of healing. It's a place of hope in the midst of hopelessness in this world. It's a place of encouragement where you get an arm around you and say and a prayer prayed on you. And say, I'm with you and I love you. It's a place of connection. It's a place of fellowship, koinonia. Also, the church helps to cultivate your spiritual gifts that God has deposited in you to be a blessing to you, your family, and others who cross your path in life. The church is a place of training. It's a place of spiritual development. It's a place of spiritual education. The church is, is, is universal. It is a global, inseparable connection. And most importantly, you can hear God speak in his church. You can hear God speak in his church. Some people say, well, I listen to I'm on a podcast. I'm live streaming. I'm on the Internet. But that Internet can't lay hands on you. That's right. That's right. And we prayed for that young lady, the uh, girl that was going off to, to college. And we all pointed and we prayed on her. That uh, baby's being dedicated to the Lord and let children get their hands. Jesus had a touching ministry. Computers can't touch you. Won't y'all say amen? You can hear God speaks in here. The word of God goes to the people of God, to the glory of God. God's word translation says in Hebrews 10, 25, I like the way uh, it's put here. We should not stop gathering together with other believers. Look at that. That's right in the Bible. Look at that. We should not stop gathering together with other believers, as some of you are doing. Some of you kind of at this church, and you at this church, and some folk are not at any church. Oh, but they go down to the sports thing, and they get their kids and all this little league stuff, and they, it can be raining cats and dogs, and you can't find parking there. Well, you know, go have some kind of entertainment in the AT&T Center. Don't let the, you know, all this stuff. They find their way there. They pay to go even if their team lose. Somebody hollered on that one. We should not stop gathering together with other believers. 
Look, underline this. As some of you are doing. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Is, it, is that in your mouth? As some of you are doing. Some of you under my voice. You, 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 you. <laughs> it don't take all that. It don't take. All right, you keep saying that. You, 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 you let things get bad enough. You'll find your way here without being invited. As some of you are doing. Instead, we must continue to encourage each other even more as we see the day of the Lord coming. The Lord's coming is ever so near. That's why we need to hurry up and get right and be in the church and be gathered together. We draw strength from each other, encouragement from from each other. We bear each other's burdens. Burdens. There, There are people here in this body of Christ, in this body who serves as a resource that can perhaps even give you insight to a job, that can help you get connected in, in a critical area that you're seeking for in your life. And the person is right around you, but you, you, God is saying I, that he's right there, but you, you leave before the benediction, before the person can even help you. A sign of true conversion is an inward desire to fellowship with other believers in the assembly of Christ. You need the church more than you know. The church is the bride of Christ. He's not coming back for Hollywood. He's not coming back for for Trinity University, UTSA, Purdue. He's not coming back for University of Texas. He's not coming back for some sports uh, sport little league things and all that kind of stuff. He's coming back for his church. Listen, finally, but not the least, because life is so brief, you must be determined to be reconciled to your family if you are estranged from them. Because life is so brief, you must be determined to be reconciled to your family if you are estranged from them. In Luke 15, chapter 15, verses 18 through 28, it says, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Look at the humility of this guy once he's broken. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose, the prodigal son rose and came to his father. He went home. The prodigal son came to himself. And then once he came to himself, the prodigal son went home. Some of you need to go to your cousin's house, your father's house, your mother's house, your in-law's house, your friend's house, somewhere, somebody's house. The prodigal son came to himself and went home and was reconciled to his father. Beloved, you have absolutely nothing to gain by being bitter. You have absolutely nothing to gain by being hateful and resentful in the very family that our Lord placed you in. So many wish they had a family. There is no such thing as a perfect family. You look at all these families around here. They might look nice and they might look like they got it all together. But believe me, folk, when you begin to talk, you find out that it's not what it 
all of it appears. We're all a work in progress. Therefore, love your family unconditionally without resentment. Love your family without animosity and be a, for heaven's sake, be a peacemaker to the glory of God. Ask the Lord to restore in your family what the locusts have eaten. Some of you have allowed Satan to eat up everything in your family. Nothing left. Even Now listen to this. Even when reconciliation is virtually impossible, you need to love your family unconditionally when it's not possible at all. Now don't, don't be so quick. It's not possible. Have you tried the best with the help of God? Don't go to that's not possible answer. Don't go there. Don't go, don't, don't go to it's not possible so quickly. Slow down on that. Don't be so quick to say it's not possible. With God, all things are what? Even when reconciliation is virtually impossible, because sometimes you, you can't make folk uh, do right. You, what if they don't want to do right? What if, what if they won't even answer the phone? They are, uh, no response. Love them unconditionally. Lo- you just keep on loving them. That's what Christ did for us. Never stop praying for them. When you stop praying for them, you're saying, uh, this person is too hard for God. Accept the things you cannot change. Accept it. And move on with your life. Don't stop living because they won't respond. Don't live in perpetual misery because they won't respond. Make sure your heart is right before God. Make sure the joy of the Lord is resonating in your heart. Make sure you live in such a way that the Lord can bless you. It's too late in the evening. Death is too near for us to be fussing and fighting in our biological families as well as in the Lord's church. And all God's children said... If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.